0: Welcome to Wisco Dice! Welcome to Wisco Dice! Hey yo folks, it's Cozy with the Most, your host, uh, joined by my illustrious co-host Brian
1: or Stark, whatever, something like that. <laughs> I'm something as like pumped that. as usual.
0: Yeah, well it's, uh <laughs> March 8th.
1: We got a heat wave of springness
0: coming. Yeah, and it's warm outside, it's tough being locked up inside a studio. So, what's going on buddy?
1: Uh, not much. School's keeping me busy like always, and luckily homework load's been pretty light, so I've gotten a little bit done. Not very many games then unfortunately, but a little bit of hobby work done.
0: Yeah, you've been a little missing in the Monday Night Madness. Yeah,
1: it just hasn't worked out very well. Like this, uh, my lady friend was gone all last week, so I stayed home Monday night with her, and then the week before that, I had a stupid cold while she was gone, so that was dumb stupid cold (laughs) it happens so i didn't come out then and so yeah it's been a good two weeks so i'm itching to get out there this monday tomorrow night
0: well i would say i am also itching i've got a i do have to sit down and write our scenario yet for tomorrow night but Hmm. uh kind of tie it in with the the kind of storyline that I did for last week, because we're still in the Escalation League. Yeah, it's the
1: second week of uh, 1500, uh, 15, I yep. think. Mm-hmm. I haven't even played a 1500
0: yet, so so be, we'll see. It's nice to be starting to play a little bit. I'm, I think I'm a little more excited to play now that we're getting into a little bit bigger points. Yeah. Um, looking at things I can do. I've kind of jumped ship now to Skaven again. Skaven, because <laughs> Think well. has got me uh, interested in in Warhammer a little bit, and and in the Skaven in particular. Mm. And, and you know, honestly, I put the Dark Elves on the table. You know, and I talked about okay, I'm going to play the Dark Elves. I'm going to play the Dark Elves. I put the Dark Elves on the table, and it ends up being like one or two unit, big units with yep. a lot of hero hammer. And honestly, that's just not the the way. That's not the <laughs> kind of I like. You know, I like blocks, and I like infantry, and I like. Uh, the semblance of what looks like a battle line and and even though my infantry is really bad and you take it off by hands and over fists you got a lot of something (laughs) about yeah like with the skaven army or or the orcs and goblins or even the dwarves there's just something about those you know big infantry armies and they just look extra cool on the Mm -hmm. table so you know now that we're playing a little bit bigger points i can put big infantry armies on the table and and push models around and it's a little more interesting for me yeah
1: those smaller games were kind of a different game there with what you could actually throw in your list it was harder to get those big units and stuff like that or at most you kind of have one so usually i had kind of one good unit and some support stuff a lot but so we no, will be interesting to see what people have at 1500 now i'm not really sure what to take myself really because i don't think my usual kind of 2000 points will work scaled down very well and i was trying to try some new stuff and whatnot so
0: I would say I'm reasonably confident <laughs> I know what Trevor's list will look like for Steven.
1: <laughs> but it won't have a huge unit with a bell and uh, It'll have a huge unit with a bell and an A-bomb and, cannon. and uh, one <laughs> rat pack.
0: <laughs> but uh, besides that, so what are, we, what are we getting to talk about today, Ryan? Do you, do you know? Do you have a clue?
1: Uh, I have some clue of the topic, but I don't know a lot about it. Uh, you are saying you are thinking up some kind of chaos campaign.
0: So, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say it was Chaos well, campaign, but the, I'm going to use the end times fluff to theme it. Yeah, it's kind of the thing. But, uh, yeah, we're going to talk a uh, campaign that we're going to kind of launch here uh, as soon as we kind of get to the 2,000 point games. And Oh, it's going to
1: be tied into that? I was wondering uh, if it was I, yeah. So coming after the escalation, or I guess you're thinking a part of the escalation.
0: It, it, I, it's going to be, so one of the things I'm kind of highlighting in like this month's games... In scenarios is kind of this lead up in in story to what I want to launch for a campaign. And I think it's a really cool idea. So we'll kind of talk about it, uh, brainstorm. We're going to be actively brainstorming it a bit actually on the yep. show and then uh, lay out, uh, you know, at some point I'll lay out the, the written version and we'll put that up on the site. Cool. So what have you been working on? I mean, I know it's been, it sounds like things have been a little bit hectic for you in the last couple of weeks yeah
1: just well my midweek is always or well my regular weekdays are always pretty jam full with not much not much room for anything so it's kind of hard to sneak some time in there and i've got a little bit of bolt action stuff done i'm trying to get some rangers assembled or just more troops in general that i can call as something they're not i don't have their gear on them which is like the only thing that designates them as rangers Per se, but I was just trying to get a few more models together so we can keep increasing our bolt action games a little bit and keep working towards that thousand points in my case. Since these Germans have overwhelmed me at this point, <laughs> so I'm just trying to get some more troops together.
0: Well, I, I don't know mm-hmm. if i i don't know if I'd say overwhelmed. It's not on the battlefield. There's <laughs> a lot of vehicles in my German le, that you I have for the Germans. So yeah. I think by I think by uh, model counts for infantry, we're probably of course my all my stuff's painted but yep uh we're probably a little pretty close or i'm only a, a few models ahead of you probably. you think so yeah, yeah it's hard to judge well you're almost entirely you're i mean you have no vehicles at all for to suck up big points no not normally and only the one real artillery piece so you probably have what 35 40 guys put together
1: uh at least well probably about that now actually i guess unless you include the weapons teams because i yeah. think there was about like what 25 in the starter box or 20 yeah. in the starter box and then i have
0: so there are 20 well there's 20 in assault on normandy and then oh then i you guess got, and then 25 i think is the base A uh, base yeah American that's actually box. what i
1: assembled was the base infantry box and then i've gone above that and almost halfway through my next box so yeah it's probably about 30 some and then if you include all my infantry teams that'd be even more so yeah something like that yeah i guess if you got man per man it's pretty close
0: so, I think I'm pretty close to like 45 infantry now, mm-hmm. built and painted.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm kind of running out of room to develop my thousand points. You can only have like five infantry units, uh, unless you take another. That's uh, I thought. I think it's only five.
0: Uh, I'm pretty it, it, sure because I think way, you get two
1: base and then you. Well, you have to have two. I, I, th- I thought it was only three, but I could be wrong. So I don't know. i kind of. I'm kind of totally aware of the point. I don't know how to fill out my the rest of my points for like kind of a standard thousand point game. I have to play some more games, try a few things and see what I want in there. You, Cause
0: you, you've always talked about taking on like a second ranger battalion and kind of having it under its own command. So that, yeah, might be a-
1: that was, yeah, kind of themey and it kind of worked out just for putting more units on the table. Cause I was originally planning, I think like six infantry squads, although I've kind of lost faith in the usefulness of a inexperienced squad. Cause I don't know, they always, they're gone or don't do anything so fast. <laughs> they're just so easy to kill and don't really do what I had in mind. I always kind of expected them to kind of hang out, maybe at an objective in my backfield, but it's still pretty easy to target those guys and get them out off the field or just lock down so quick. So sure. I kind of lost faith in that. So I don't know, we'll see. That's where I'm not sure where to go with my last few points. And I'm going to have to get a few more like support pieces, maybe some transports and stuff like that to get kind of a well-rounded force to go with my infantry unless i do split it into two platoons or whatever
0: so i've been kind of fiddling around with um obviously we had uh you know we left off from the last show we had the hobby night um that week for the escalation league yep where I actually worked on Warhammer models.
1: Yep, you had some scaven.
0: Yeah, I, the, the old, really old school mm. metal. The you know a lot of folks that are probably listening to the show. If you've only been playing Warhammer for a few years, you might not be familiar with them. But the plague Monk models, pr- prior to uh, the new plaster, the current plastics. Current
1: plastics, not very new, but current.
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, the the metal ones. Which yeah, are very new. Are quite nope. old, actually. Um, so if you go back, probably these are probably. 15, 20 year old models, yeah. These metal metal they? Uh, plague monks,
1: fourth or fifth uh, editionish, yeah,
0: somewhere in there. Uh, but I, they're a little better in scale, I think, with the with the rest of these current, like the newer Skaven models. And honestly, I think they they fit in and look better than the current gut, gutter runners.
1: Yeah, th- those ones were kind of like a or the new gutter runners, or whatever? the current plastic? Oh, okay, okay, I haven't noticed they're, too much of those, but yeah, well. Or They're way better the runners,
0: than the, the Plague Monks, sorry. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. if you're talking about the Plague Monks, those whatever current plastic ones, I don't know, they were kind of that weird the time period where <laughs> yeah, you had they really big look, hands and whatever yeah. else was going on there. They don't look too great. And they look very static in a whole big unit, just a whole bunch of hunchbacked rats, rats and cloaks. So. Yeah. I'm interested to see some of your metal ones painted up. They,
0: I'm, I'm looking forward look to getting good. that. It's, it's soon to be on the paint table. I got 15 of them built, which... Isn't, isn't really. Much, it. I mean, it's enough to put a legal unit on the table, but it's not enough to write home to mom yeah. about or anything. You were
1: originally thinking a pretty big unit with the plague furnace or something. Yeah, or?
0: it'll be a big unit with the plague furnace eventually. So that's how you do it, I guess. But um, <laughs> I, it's going to be exciting. I'm going to go get back to. I I've been in kind of full on Adepticon prep, which I backed out of the Warhammer Fantasy Championships, not because I didn't necessarily, I wasn't into Warhammer or anything like that, but because Honestly, I looked at this timing and it was being tied up for that much time in a a single event, both Saturday and Sunday, you know, that, you know, having to be in the hall by like eight o'clock in the morning on like Saturday and then turning around and not being able to like wrap up round three could potentially go as late as like eight o'clock at night. Yikes. That's a 12 hour day of Warhammer for three games. Yeah. yeah, I know and I know. there's some big breaks in there Like hour breaks between rounds and stuff But that's like when the rest of the entire crowd Is going to be bailing out of the room too <laughs> You know, to go get food Or yep. go get, you know, go shop or whatever So I like the idea of kind of I'm like, oh, well, I'm really into this bolt action thing I've really been trying to find additional players I would, You know, and I think I I think i talked about that I'm going to do the bolt action tournament Plus it wraps up at like 5 o'clock on Saturday I think, 5 or 6 so I'm but done two hours earlier. So like only I could go, Saturday too, right? Yeah, it's only Saturday. Um, so it gives me, and then it gives me more time to focus. That on Sunday, I'm going to take a seminar to work on to try to maybe enhance what I can do with terrain and learn <laughs> some new stuff with terrain, and and it gives me time to focus on being able to shop and because uh, I, you know, it's really cool having that VIG bit badge. I, I didn't really realize it, but like, there's been a couple of vouchers already thrown out for like free starter kits to new games. Oh, really? And wow. stuff, so. You know, I'm like I think the VIG badge, uh, with the swag that's going to be in it, will probably just about pay for itself, and so I'm I'm going to be excited to be able to you have more time to do that kind of stuff. I play Warhammer all all the time, and and I know there's something to be said in about playing in like the Adepticon Championships because it's based it's it's nearly if not the biggest Warhammer tournament in the world, certainly. Big, or warmer biggest warmer fantasy tournament that that is uh, for tickets advertised to be sold so so I am looking forward to to that and, and those changes and I and I still I'm gonna take a fantasy army with me because I might end up getting a pickup game maybe on Sunday for oh, some sure. fantasy who knows um, but yeah it's, I think it's gonna turn out would turn out well so I did put together the 15 gutter Rudders I got them all based and ready to go they're they're ready to be uh, see the airbrush, and and then I, I want to get a few more. I'd like to get twenty or twenty five built though before I uh, really start in on the unit. So I and I have tons of them. So,
1: you already have like two thousand points escape, and assembled, just a I, not a lot of options kind of thing.
0: Uh, I'm about hundred and fifty points short, oh. I think on two. I built, so kind of built stretch. and painted, so I'm stretching what I what I can put on the table to get two thousand points right now. So it's it's interesting.
1: I see. As long as it keeps you motivated, I guess. With the scaven, seems like you have something going there. I'll yeah. be interested to see how the bolt action tournament goes for you and hear what your games are like. As uh, it'd be neat to see what other people are playing. I've only ever played you so far, so yeah. I, mean, I read I, some stuff online, but it'll be interesting to see what actually yeah. is played and what the scenarios are like and such.
0: Well, exactly. So I mean, and. and I did pick up, uh, for the Skaven, too, I picked up that new Rat Ogre-ish, like, Super Rat Ogre kit. Yeah. I can't remember what they're <laughs> called.
1: Thing. Aren't they, like, Storm Fiends or something? Yeah, I, I think I don't that's remember. what they're called. They have, like, yep, the ten Fiends. different weapon options to obliterate people with. Yeah. yeah, it sounds pretty guys. crazy.
0: So, I'm looking forward to I want to get them on the <laughs> table and see what happens. Cause they'll, and they'll suck up. They're, like, 85 points a They're bottle. really expensive in so the rare do, slot, you know, too, aren't in they? In, like, an army that... Has so many miniatures to put down like a three pack of these guys should you know it'll help suck up some of those mm-hmm. points.
1: What do you think of them? You think they're going to be pretty good? What are you arming I, them with? I
0: think. I mean, I I think there's potential there. There's a lot of attacks, a lot of options that you can kind of customize them to your yeah to your particular game or play style. Um, so uh, I like having the bigger models too because they kind of break up the monotony of all the infantry. So I, I think that'll. I think it'll be a nice addition to the army cuz right I mean I do have like two rat ogres that I put in the, that I kind of built. Those were like the first the first two models I did. Yep. Was like an island of blood rat ogre and then uh, actually I think I did two island of blood rat ogres and I converted, you converted them, them and fiddled around with them and since they were I have never done like Ogre Kingdoms for an army or anything like that. None so that bigger stuff. I've never really I've had a few bigger models, but I've never really had a, a I really never really tried a conversion with a model that size and it was fun and it was easier. Mm-hmm. It was really, you know, it was easy to kind of shape them and change them into, uh, you know, a little bit different poses and the poses that came in the box. And, and it was, I just found it th- that work. And then I got into the rest of the clan rats, you know, cause I knew the rat ogres weren't very good on the table. So I got into like painting clan rats and slaves and, and the rest of the army and, and I still put them on the table because, you know, I'm pushing points, I need, yep. to, need to do that, but, and they always look so cool on the table, but they don't, <laughs> they don't deliver. Yeah, I think that's so, a
1: common thing with the Rat Ogres, is they're kind of neat, but yeah, they don't really pull out too much in a game, usually.
0: So the Storm Fiends, <clears throat> you know, they're being bigger models, and heck, they're even on 50 millimeter, millimeter, uh, millimeter bases rather than the 40s. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Should be, you know, here's a big unit that looks cool and is actually effective. So, at least that's my hopes.
1: Yeah, I think they're a little fragile, but they have plenty of different armaments to cause some headaches, I think, between the rattling guns, and then they have the weird things that let them tunnel up or something like that, too, I think. I don't remember. Yeah. I haven't really seen all the options, because... I haven't gotten much for games, or let alone. There's not only the one other Skaven player, and I don't think he's planning to buy those anytime soon.
0: So. I, well, there's there's two other Skaven players. So there's one of the kids that has. Oh it, yeah, too, that's right. But he doesn't come out very often. But I nope. know he was planning on actually adding to him. And I yeah, saw they usually keep their collection pretty current. Yeah, he actually put up a picture of like all his army, and it's all painted, and it looks really cool. And wow excited to see it. I don't know how okay. those guys
1: get so much stuff done. <laughs> they, uh, they bust stuff out. They,
0: they don't come out on Monday night and they use that time to play uh That's paint true. figures. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, know if they're all,
1: all in school and don't work or something like that yeah, that could help. I don't think very
0: many of them are in school anymore. They're not, I think they're <clears throat> they're on to like professional lives, but they're still the kids. <laughs> um, I feel okay saying that just cuz uh, I'm an old man, I'm an old man so
1: Yeah.
0: All <laughs> oh, you whippersnappers. Ah. Uh so yeah i I think there's been some some fun there and then uh obviously this week uh I see here because I it's just kind of I couldn't remember what the storm fiends were called so'm i like I'll just pop onto games workshop and take a look it looks the like uh, Chaos stuff's up. is yep. on his way out with the new bloodthirster yeah I think um, the
1: bloodthirster was last week already yeah and then the books were this week and they also put out the those new big infantry guys, the Hellstriders or something they're called—I don't remember. The yeah, they're the
0: Wrathmongers like the yeah, slash Skull Reapers, so very corn orientated in, in the release. Uh-huh. Not sure. I haven't really seen the rules for a lot of this stuff, but
1: yeah, I think the infantry might be kind of underwhelming, similar to the Plague Kings or whatever they were called.
0: The, uh, the yeah. Whatever they work, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I can't the, remember exactly the monsters. What infa- the models that should have been monstrous infantry, but I really don't were instead treated as basic infantry. On, why they're not on giant bases? Unless that's
1: something to do with a new edition play or something like that. It but might. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it just seems really weird.
0: But we'll we'll see. I mean, it's definitely, and it's 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 kind of curious too that they, we've got releases now for chaos or for the chaos releases for Nurgle and Corn. Not a lot of love to Slanesh or Zin, so it's kind of curious to see what might be happening there as well. Uh, yeah, I don't and, really know what like the end time silliness
1: idea is there.
0: Could we perhaps see a Chaos God slain?
1: Ugh, I don't know.
0: Who knows? So I
1: have no clue what's going to happen with all that. It's a pretty interesting story. So
0: yeah, it's gonna it's it's very curious I and mean, it's 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 interesting. So we'll see. I mean, Arcan will be. Uh, I see the, the limited edition version of the Archeon book is sold out, but the hardcover oh, yeah. is still looks like available to pre-order, so that's inter- that's cool. The that price tag on that new bloodthirster is ridiculous. What's that like hundred hundred and sixteen dollars?
1: Is that pretty similar to Nagash? Uh,
0: Nagash was just over a hundred, wasn't he? Nagash is one oh five. Okay. Glockin was one oh nine. The Vermin Lords were ninety.
1: What about the Will Bone Ripper thing or
0: did? Uh, Bone Ripper, I think was last cuz I think he's on a chariot base.
1: Oh, really? I thought that. Oh, yeah, I guess it is just a sideways chariot base, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Are the whatever Vermin Lords and
0: Yeah, Will is 77.
1: Bloodthirsters on the huge base too like Nagash or Uh,
0: um, are they on something smaller? Let's see here. Let's it's Probably kind of hard to question. tell. Looks like he's on a chariot base. Hmm. See his description here.
1: What do you think of the new Bloodthirster? I was 60 pretty. Sixty
0: by one hundred millimeter is what he is, so he's a little bit wider than. I was
1: pretty underwhelmed with the new Bloodthirster. I think I don't know. Uh
0: I I think the model's pretty cool. Honestly, <laughs> I'm uh, uh, I like the big axe version of him, particularly the I like
1: usual Bloodthirster kind of stuff.
0: He's got a well. There's the big two-handed axe version. Looks really kind of oh that one. The, I, I think part of that's the paint job just looks better. <laughs> yeah, the the black the the uh, they did the 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 whip wielding with the single hand weapon axe mm-hmm. version of the bloodthirster. Um, he's a little over muscly, um, but then they did the black like lining on the on the wings on that one, and that just doesn't look as good as the faded kind of orange black to orange. I see. Uh, they look more like they're on fire on the other version of that model so um yeah so i i think he i think it looks pretty cool yeah it'll be uh,
1: interesting i like we've only had nagash at the store nobody else has really played any of these bigger models so
0: i don't i don't see that uh <clears throat> like i've i've con- kind of saw some preview rules for him i did not jump out of the, like i don't think people are going to be jumping out of their will to like put this guy on the table yeah um uh, i think 40k players might in fact even get a a better benefit of throwing corn bloodthirsters <laughs> on the table than than uh and of use of this new model versus us fantasy guys sure uh, i just don't know if he's good enough to really particularly when you can take a warrior's demon prince in your army now <laughs> uh for you know who is just a monstrous machine for yeah. uh you know the five hundred ish point range you know because you're having the joined armies so I'll be kinda curious um and then I I know in the I've seen previews of uh of Grimgore in the new uh uh new Grimgore rules for the incarnate of beast yeah. in the in the new uh Arcane hardback. So it'll be kinda curious. I think there's copies of the rules, the pictures of the rules, or that his mm-hmm. pages up on the internets, but I haven't really looked at them. Yeah, there's but, been some
1: kicking around. I haven't looked at them either, really.
0: I tell you, it makes me want to flip-flop and at least put some some uh, Grimgore army orcs and goblins on the table. <laughs> so, I, I'm excited. I definitely definitely renewed some vigor. Like I said, we, we've kind of um, transitioning now up to up bigger games as well, and, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and it's been exciting. Like, I, And I know that this is kind of, you know, we we talked last week about the Escalation League. It's so exciting now to seeing some of the guys really taking the the league seriously and getting paint on their models. Yep, getting models built. So sorry to let you down, myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you know there there are guys, and I I and I had some. I, it's been I've been getting better expectations this league than any other time. So.
1: Yeah, we've had a lot of people out playing too, so it's been going good. But anyway, that's the previous episode. <laughs>
0: so I think uh oh. we'll go ahead and move into our main topic or Let's actually I think we have a gaming spotlight for this week. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about so that. So we got together uh, what, last weekend? Last Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I had the we just got done, we had my remodeling is Yay, the remodeling is done party. Had which was christening. Yep, the christening of the <laughs> new kitchen and and uh, played board games for pretty much the whole day. And the first game we played when we were kind of waiting for people to roll in was a game called Samurai Spirit. Yep. Uh, where you basically take on the role of one of these samurai characters and they have like their they're diff- they're different, d- different little special powers and, and such. And on your turn, you basically uh, choose to either fight against uh, a random card that gets flipped, some kind of intruder yep. uh, that's attacking the small village you're defending. Or you can defend the village against him if you have a slot open to be able to do that. Or you can pass your power to one of the other players, in which case the card comes off the deck, stays face down, and, go, and becomes an intruder to the village that gets yep. resolved at the end of the round and then you go through the deck three times each time you add some boss cards to the deck uh, the first time you don't have any boss cards but the second and third time you add boss cards to the deck that are increasingly bad for <laughs> you know you, most guys to deal with and I think we've I think it got played a couple times on on sa- that Saturday oh yeah, but yeah I just I've got to play it, it one twice time. now you got to play it once uh what do you think of the game
1: uh, I thought it was a like I didn't I don't know I wasn't too into it when we first started playing it but I thought it was actually pretty interesting to play and I mean I didn't not like it it was a nice fairly quick game didn't take much to learn it and there was kind of the co-op was a f- kind of fun yeah. where you're playing against the game it was pretty hard I think it was kind of unusual that we won <laughs> I think it's pretty tough to win we were kind of in a tricky spot and managed to managed get to out of work it, out a little of, yep. bit
0: there. <laughs> Yeah no I uh we I thought it was a fun it's been a fun game the last couple of times the first time I played we lost we lost pretty badly like yeah. we lost in the second round
1: well it doesn't does it scale for how many players you have do you have less cards or you something add, like you, that yeah
0: you add or decrease cards okay. to the the base because it
1: still seems a little easier having everybody like all so like a lot more players you have those different powers to take advantage of and yeah it kind of spreads out the hit points or whatever kind of thing you take.
0: Yeah, I think that definitely, it's probably scaling up to the, one. you know, there's some games that scale, like, their best, they may say they're six player games and have six player components, Mm -hmm. but really the game plays best to say like three or four players, just because of maybe the amount of downtime between player turns while you're waiting for somebody to act um but that's this wasn't so much that because the turns were really quick because there wasn't a lot you could do i mean the the most the most delay in between turns was us table talking about what (laughs) what's the next best decision as a group
1: yeah i was just gonna say that like yeah the turns don't take very long and if they do take long it's because you're all kind of discussing what to do and kind of how to carry out your plan
0: and and as far as co-ops maybe it's just this one um but I thought it, there was a lot more of that collaborative talk rather than... I've, and I've I've played co-ops before where like one guy really knows the game well and sure. he'll just dictate kind of what you should do. And so it's really he's just playing the game and the rest of us are kind of <laughs> sitting there for the ride. I Helping mean, out. Arkham Horror is usually a really good example of that for me. like It's usually something, unless I'm the one that's teaching the game, I'm just sitting there in passenger mode kind of following the instructions mm-hmm. of... Of one or two other people that are basically debating the game, but I don't know if it's just that this game is new, so new that everybody that was playing it, it was like their first or second plays through, or if it's that uh, this game just kind of it's it's simple enough that everybody gets it and mm-hmm. is able to contribute right away. Uh, but it, it definitely everybody was talking and collaborating rather than, and their ideas were being presented and listened to. It wasn't it wasn't that dictate dictate to somebody how the game the game is played so yeah i really like that
1: yeah it's kind of hard to say how it'd carry out with a few more games and everybody knowing how to play it for sure and let's see what happens but yeah it's definitely like everybody kind of had a different angle of looking at the stuff too and a lot of different ideas they all could work it's just kind of picking what to go with and yep. what to do is pretty cool and you're trying to keep everybody else alive too and stuff like that yeah. <laughs> so i mean the more people that are still in it so you're all kind of working so, together.
0: The only drawback I had for the game that I I took for as a drawback was yeah. the theme. I I am not a the, I'm I don't I'm, I don't care for the orientally themed games. Uh, there are some really great games I've played in that genre. Like the game mechanic is really cool, mm-hmm. but I just like I'm not into samurai or ninjas or they really much of the Oriental. And it's no no uh, it's it's just not something I'm into.
1: Yeah, this one seemed that's. Kind of why I wasn't too interested when we first started playing. It was kind of more of an artsy samurai kind of take on it. it. wasn't really like, you know, a badass warrior dude or whatever. And I guess we didn't mention it. Like, at some point, your guys can turn into like these weird animal spirit dudes, yeah, which just kind of, we were calling them furries. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but the game was really good. It kind of made up for that. So, but yeah, the theme didn't really hit a mark with me either. So,
0: so I mean, if you're into that theme, then. You know, by all means, but I, and I'm not saying that there's anything necessarily bad. It was just a, it was just a down for me. Like, you know, we we talk even, you know, like bolt action where we have uh, that whole uh, Pacific front with the Japanese and yeah, and you know, the Americans and British and Australians fighting there. I'm just not into that. I'm not mm. into the Pacific War. I'm I'm much more into the the. Uh, European theater stuff. So it it's it largely I'm just not into that.
1: Yeah, I feel that same way too. Like that mean me playing the Marines or whatever. And that doesn't really do much for me.
0: <laughs> so, so I mean it's but, so it's I mean I'm you know and I'm trying to derail the conversation. It's just not something I'm into. Mm-hmm. Um. So but but as as far as a game like if somebody had it in your game group, I would definitely play it. And yeah, it's, it's I'm not going to go and quick, buy it. But. Doesn't
1: take much to learn it. it. Had a it was really small box too. And yeah, like the materials weren't much just this little game board with some kind of markers on it and then a deck of cards and then like the whatever what was it six or seven kind of player yeah. cards something like that or a little larger something like that it, it, Yeah, it doesn't have much to it not a terribly
0: so. over expensive game either I, mean, I couldn't think so i don't know what the here, price amazon was, looks like right now you can get it for about 25 bucks on amazon that's pretty pretty good so
1: yeah i think you'd definitely definitely worth a shot it's definitely, definitely worth worth get a some copy. use yep
0: all right, so let's go ahead and get into our main topic then. All right. So um, we go ahead and talk campaign. So I, I know we talked a little bit a while ago about doing something with Mighty Empires, and I, mm-hmm. had drafted, I had drafted and written the entire thing, but for whatever reason, we just couldn't get it launched off the ground. Uh, part, A big part of that was with mighty empires, and i have like two sets of the tiles you got to get all the tiles painted up and and worked on and, and markers for everybody with little flags of different colors <laughs> and for however many players you're expecting to have in it and it was just there was a lot of stuff on the groundworks to get it get it off the ground and someday maybe i'd like to do a mighty empires campaign i think it'll always it doesn't matter what edition of the game you're playing whether it's fourth fifth sixth seventh eighth ninth twentieth whatever version of the game <laughs> Doesn't I'll matter that fit. that kind of component for those map tiles. It's just going to work. And, and I think the way like a mighty empires game works is really good for like a normal pickup night at the game store, where mo- a lot of map campaigns you get landlocked, where you're playing against the same guy. If you're really, yep. if you're really playing the a pretty strict map campaign, where you know your territories are abutted against your opponent's territories, and then okay, well I don't control the road, so now I have to fight you like. For every battle to try to get control <laughs> of the road And then once I get control of the road Maybe I can attack somebody else So there's You have that And then you have uh, And then you have like a Mighty Empires campaign Where you basically rather than You know everybody just picks somebody To play against and then your results Kind of count towards the map loosely But It's still kind of loose, loose So I just Playing a Game of Bolt Action against uh, new guy. Uh, the or I shouldn't say new guy. It's we're new guys to hit their group, really. <laughs> uh, and I don't remember his name right off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, was, uh, he had it the Canadians. I haven't
1: met him, so. Um,
0: but really cool guy. But he said like, yeah, we're running this campaign. We've kind of built based it off of Axis and Allies, the board game. You know, the original Axis and Allies is a pretty classic board game. It's a European theater kind of battle with. You know the Germans fighting an Eastern and Western Front and seeing if the Germans can take you know really really it comes down to a actually I should say it's not just an Eastern Front it's full you have the Japanese in it too so you have the Pacific hmm. Theater as well um, but really it comes down to can the Japanese the only the the in that game it's a little, you know I won't get into explaining the game <laughs> but uh it, it, but it's basically this territory control and you you have uh, units essentially that are. like infantry and tanks and planes and anti-aircraft that you can assign to see each region. So, like, okay, we can incorporate some of that into... And they've incorporated this system uh, into their bolt-action campaigns. They're running this, I think, up in Baraboo. Uh, And what they've done is they basically have a supreme commander for the Allied forces and a supreme commander for the Axis forces. And so you know, basically, you know, good guys versus bad guys, or you know, for Warhammer, it could easily be forces of order versus forces of destruction or something. Sure. Uh, where then you just have to theme it off of like a, a a major campaign or battle, and and have a map, and then what the the what the basically the forces commander can do is everybody gets together on their you know normal week and everybody plays games, and then. Uh, the force commander has uh x amount of resources every week based on the kind of positions on the map and what's going on in the campaign that they can allocate to their players. So at the beginning, I was thinking of giving that for uh, the supreme force commanders like five, you know, five hundred points extra, or or it'd be like free, you know, I maybe not necessarily five hundred points, but. Because that doesn't scale well if you have like ten people show up and you have five games, yeah. five hundred points isn't nearly as big a deal. If you have this week only four people showed up and you have two games, <laughs> so something like maybe a hundred points extra per player, mm-hmm. and up to five hundred points that can be allocated to any one game. Um, so somebody could, and that would be all done. Like you decide the pairings, you know your pairings, and then and then the the allied commanders could decide where they want with their team could decide where they want to kind of add those extra points. So, well, who who needs it? Like, oh crud, well uh, I really need to make sure this doesn't happen. And then and then afterwards we play our games all night. And then we tally up like the number of allied victories versus the number of or the, the number of order victories versus the number of uh, of disorder, you know destruction victories. And <clears throat> Yeah, uh, you know, hey, destruction won one game more than the order forces. Okay, well, we'll take we'll take the the destruction have captured an order territory now on the map, <laughs> and both both the both the the uh, the uh, allied and, and destruction players or the order and destruction players can kind of choose would choose going into the round as well where they were making their push on the map so that that would be where they're essentially starting their victories so you have this kind of back and forth and then i i was thinking about with the campaign of working in then so like if the destruction players were crushing it Uh and and one like three territories you know like all of a sudden the destruction forces have pushed really hard into the map and they've taken Middenheim Okay, well now the order or the order forces are going to have a much harder should have harder times at getting uh, maybe resources until they start getting closer to the next major city. Uh, but at the same time, you got to have some kind of. I don't want to get it to where like now destructions just destruction stomping yeah. and now all of a sudden they can't keep up with resource points, so. I was thinking about either adding an overextended, you know, having an overextended kind of ca- uh, mechanic to the campaign, so that you know, if you if you had victories three weeks in a row without an allied victory, you you would be overextended from your supply lines. Oh, Okay. And then so then you would have, be harder to get resource points. And then the other thing is, I wanted to add very similar to some kind of unit advancement mechanic, so that uh with not a like game changing component but like oh hey this unit gets to uh if they're undead they crumble one less sure. if they're if Reroll they're um, or, or if they're yeah if they're uh not undead they'd get to like you know they go from uh recruit status to uh you know like a regular status where they you know hey the regulars they're pretty confident that we can count on them they can re-roll a psychology test once per game and then maybe even going into veteran troops where veteran troops would have um, if they've seen you know and in certain ways that through the campaign you could get troops of those statuses hmm. so like I could see I could see uh, a, a certain clan rat unit that pushes a, a <laughs> bell and because it never gets killed off the table getting veteran status and then you know oh hey now we're now we're able to, like, re-roll armor saves or, you know, hmm. on top of re- being able to reroll panics, we're able to re-roll armor saves or something like that. Sure. Or have, like, a table that we maybe roll hmm. on for that veteran unit, something. Something we can kind of keep track of, too, as a uh, throughout the campaign. And I wanted to kind of structure it and have everything structured so that we can run through everything without a whole lot of uh, campaign management from from, uh, myself running it so that, you know, like I can feel like I could actually play towards a campaign sure, and not have like, Oh, Hey, the campaign's going way off the rails because <laughs> some, somebody's manipulated, a, a rule that we didn't take, I didn't take into account. How do we, I, now I, I'm now I'm kind of a grr. <laughs> you know, now I'm, now I'm not a nice guy because I. I'm trying to readjust it. It makes it look like, oh, hey, man, I'm trying to readjust that rule because we're win- because we're losing, and I need to, and because I didn't mm-hmm. take account of that or something.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard not to run into that because there's so many ins and outs with a full blown campaign, and a lot of stuff can come up. So,
0: so that's kind of a lot of the, to work out. That's kind of the flesh of the idea. Uh huh. So I think, um, so I, I asked Eric to put together. Uh, Eric or Fred are both uh, going to look into it. They're going to try to put together a uh, larger, like poster size map of the old world, oh, okay. and then we're going to theme it off of. Um, I think the Empire, where the Empire is uh, in Nagash, and the battle line with the they have the Nagash. They have like this giant wall of power and and use the the End Times kind of setup. So it'll be an End Times campaign. Sure. Um, that we can run for two three months, um, just to see, you know, see if we can de- defend against chaos or 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 if the world is if the old world as we know it is overtaken. <laughs> so uh, that was kind of the idea, and then it, I thought too would be it wouldn't be terribly hard to throw in some additional uh, additional factors or you know factions like it wouldn't be terribly hard if if we went from two to maybe three factions. Sure. Because you could have, you could definitely have, like, say, uh, Order versus Destruction versus, except it's Order versus Chaos versus uh, maybe Skaven. Yeah. Uh, and then and then kind of go that way. Or maybe it's Order versus Destruction with Undead. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of th- going in there and throwing in the, the monkey wrench, and then allowing players with um, factions that are you know, like like if you're playing elves or dwarves or empire, it's pretty clear you're going to be playing, and your games are going to count towards say order. You're playing chaos, you're going to you're going to count towards the destruction. If you're playing say like one of the factions that are maybe a little bit one way it could go either way, like maybe undead or. Dark Elves, or Ogres, you might, you know, flip-flop sides, so maybe then there's even a mechanic, too, for that third faction to, you could buy support from that faction, tied like, okay, I'll I'll allocate, I'll allocate 200 points to your game, if you fight for me today, if you, (laughs) if you, uh, if you count your game towards, uh, for my victory, or something like that, for the, uh, other factions, too, so. There's know, a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. A lot, I don't, I, I'm, so that's kind of where, we're like, okay, that's kind of the idea, the, the overscoping idea. idea. What, are, what are your initial thoughts? What do you think of that? Is that something that you think you'd like to play in? Um,
1: Yeah, I don't know how much it would motivate me for anything specific. Like, I mean, I like playing warhammer i haven't played a mighty empires campaign uh, but i have played regular map campaigns and it did usually run into the thing where you're just playing the same person over and over and over so that kind of didn't keep it very interesting so i like the idea that it's like a kind of a faction force so that makes it a lot better i wonder how having like one player in control if they'll really feel like they're playing more than like the whole faction or something like that or if like the player commander person can rotate i'm sure not everybody could be there like every single week, week in and week out so maybe they could have a stand in here and there or something would keep it slightly more interesting but
0: yeah i definitely i definitely want <laughs> thought about that like you know the the overarching commander should have like lieutenants or something. sure like yeah that. or just you know that
1: feel like i don't feel like doing it today let's let somebody else or,
0: or even do like a rotation mm-hmm. um, amongst the team so
1: Cause that'd be interesting. And then, like I said, there's a lot of ins and outs and that's what overwhelms me for if like, as far as the managing side of it, like I feel like a lot of it has to be laid out and you don't really know how it's going to go till like, it gets started. You can't see like all the possibilities that kind of come up. And then I think it could have some trouble if you're trying to, uh, figure out stuff as it's playing, like to balance out an advantage or some something that somebody's getting too much of an advantage out of, or something like that. So, just kind of overwhelming possibilities there. But yeah. I mean, the idea is sound and interesting, and I like how it ties in with the end times and has. I like the variability also, but just I feel like a campaign's kind of dependent on its rules and stuff like that. So it's kind of hard to catch all the ins and outs.
0: Yeah, oh, I I wanted this to kind of add to the games we're playing sure. more than we're to to make the games that we're playing feel like we're we're fighting towards like an overarching goal or yeah whatever. And then ultimately, I think the 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 campaign is going to lead to a mega battle. So at the end, there's going to I be was this, just about this that, yeah. giant mega battle, and and depending on where you're at in the campaign and where you're at in the world, it will have like certain goals. Like we'll put certain things mm-hmm. like. If order can control Middenheim, which would be incre- should be incredibly hard to do because it's right <laughs> there at the edge, if they can manage to control Middenheim, then they get access to uh, something awesome. But if they can manage the hold, but if they can only manage the hold, uh, 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 Reichland. yeah, uh, which like, wherever Karl Franz is from, <laughs> then maybe they get a Karl. Then maybe or maybe order then just only gets Karl Franz ascendant in their sure. army yeah uh, that would
1: make it really interesting I mean the mega battles are always really fun To so having a big lead up for it that'd be really cool yeah I like, like how if, that ties in like
0: if Sylvania falls then the order loses access to Nagash and his Mhm. and or you know but then if same thing with like uh with the destruction side like if destruction has to push um to uh to uh, in this campaign, and if they don't, if they can't push, if they fail to push, then they're not going to be able to unlock stuff that that appears in later books. Like, oh, hey, you didn't push far enough south. Archaon's not going to jump into this battle. <laughs> you can't use him. Yeah. Oh, hey, so, and I wanted to set the kind of the campaign to be, since I'm f- making it feel off of... Uh, end times. End times to make it feel like uh, the destruction, the chaos forces have to push south. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things, kind of, backtracking out of that is that we don't have a chaos player re- regularly <laughs> yeah. at at the store, so there is that. Yeah, Ben. Uh, I know Big Ben kind of plays them off and on, and I have a chaos army, so mm-hmm. I would not be entirely. Well, I guess I guess Dustin's been playing chaos. That's uh, true. Legions yeah, lately, so I haven't seen much of he, him lately. He'd, so. he'd continue to to do that in the campaign, but yeah, I think that'd be. I think you know. For me, I think it's really cool to have like an overarching story that we're playing towards, mm-hmm. and win or lose. For me, it's more about pushing the models around and yeah, and, exactly. and seeing everybody else have a good time with it too. Um, the one thing I don't want and I would be a little nervous of is yeah, I don't I don't want people to like feel like they're frustrated that because they're now all of a sudden losing every week or something. Yeah, I like the idea of unit advancement. Yeah, I like the idea of having some kind of map paint uh, map that. It doesn't have to be overtly complex, but I'd like the idea of even having the map at the store, so you can put something up on the wall. Yeah, of the sure. Because it's one of the cool things at Peg, uh, at Pegasus uh, Games, is the game room. They have, you know, clubs and whatever all have their like uh, uh, little whatever banners or pictures or whatever it might be up on the walls there, and, mm-hmm. and it would be nice to have. Okay, well, here's the Warhammer Fantasy campaign, and we're going to put that up on the wall.
1: Yeah, that would be a really cool part of it, and. Sure it could keep going. I mean, as long as it, it seems to have all the stuff there that it's not really gonna kinda peter out like a lot of the map campaigns I've done before. It's just like an added element, it's not like a anything yeah. whatever dependent or
0: it shouldn't be like, like that, and, so. and, and if if what if four people for order show up this week and two people for destruction show up in this week, I want a mechanic too to be able to allow that order game. Yeah, the order versus order game that'll inevitably have a trader in there. <laughs> well, they'd be able, it would still count. It would be like a training exercise or something. So they get some benefit for playing sure. that game, but it wouldn't be able to count towards their overarching losses, wins and losses. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that game is meaningless. Yeah, you show up with more guys than your opponent than. Hey, you get a bonus out of it for the next week.
1: I like the idea that it's kind of all inclusive too. I mean, even if you show up like once in a month or something like that, you're still going to kind of contribute, and it's not going to exclude anybody. Yeah, and box anybody out. So everybody's just going to be playing. It's just going to be an added element.
0: Yep. Yeah. If you're a guy like a you know Davy who doesn't come out very often or Kenny anyway, uh, (laughs) who isn't necessarily out very often, um, myself. (laughs) Kenny's on a. (laughs) Davy's on a real. Uh, Interesting schedule. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah, with his with the with the EMT service that he works. Okay, so um, he works like he'll work for like two, three, four days in a row, or I think Uh it's three days on, and then he's got like two days off or something like that. So yeah, I haven't seen him days off rotate. So he'll get like three or four Mondays in a row where he could come out, and then he's got and then he's like locked where he can't play on on Monday nights. I see something like that, anyways. So yeah, it gives a player like that that has a rotating schedule to be able to jump in and be able to play and participate in the campaign um, without having to worry about, okay, crud, I can't play. I'm left out, and now that's the one thing I really want to avoid with a campaign at the store for a game night like this is the, oh, hey, well, I couldn't get in, yeah or I can't be there every week, so I'm not going to be in part of the campaign. And now uh, we're on week three of the campaign, and I really need... Uh, I need you, Brian, to play against uh, <laughs> uh, Davey to be able to move to the next campaign week. But mm-hmm. Davey, you and Davey can't get together to play the game because maybe you can only show up on Monday nights. That's the only time you have to play, and Davey can't because of his work schedule. Needs to have the game happen on like a Thursday or a Friday. We, you know, that's I don't want that. I don't yep. want the whole thing to be stuck on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. a big problem with a lot of those. So this avoids that entirely. So. so
0: this way it kind of it lets everything get decided on monday night so it also makes sure that everybody is wants to come in it's you don't have makeup games if you're if you're wanting to play in the campaign you need to make sure you're there sure and you're gonna play on monday night and they're gonna tally things up at the end on monday night and we'll post it post a result on the new the new result on the map and take a picture and put it up on the internet somewhere and Mm -hmm. and go to the next week and we'll be able to see things progress so that's kind, of, that's kind of my take on things. Uh-huh. Um, if you have this, okay, Order, if Destruction wins week one week, and then Order wins the next week, and then Destruction wins, all of a sudden you're not moving on that battle line. Yeah. And because I want Destruction to be the attacking force, I think there's going to be some weeks where Order is is just going to have to fall. That'll
1: kind of make sense if you just, I mean... If they're just attacking out of nowhere with huge numbers and stuff like that, I mean that's kind of what happened with the, the end times campaign. Yeah, should so.
0: should just eventually just fall. No matter what, no matter what order does, at some mm-hmm. level things are going to crumble because it's just mm-hmm. too much of a too much of a uh, battle to try to hold it all all at bay. Yeah. So I just thought of that. That's actually something <laughs> I want to because otherwise otherwise yeah. I think it would be really easy to kind of stalemate the battle line. Yeah. If, you know, if both sides Could are pretty happen. evenly matched for player skill. I don't want this to be like okay, or destruction. Who is the attacker? Has to win every week in order to, in order to uh, get mm-hmm. to their bonuses for the big end times game at the end. And it'll be cool to be able to have like we we really haven't done a, a big end times themed game. Not yet. We did the big. Uh, we did the Nagash like, for the release. Uh huh. But then we never really did anything for Glocken. Or Skaven. Uh, to be honest, nobody even bought Glocken. So we definitely didn't do anything for Skaven. I kind of have thought about throwing together another Skaven versus the world game. Yeah. But, we at least
1: have enough Skaven players. I think.
0: Yeah, we have two, potentially 3 Three-ish. And then Paul, it, Paul, if we do it, depending on when we schedule it, would be able to play And Paul's got rats too. So yep. we'd have like three, four players. Um, so, you know, it could definitely be doable. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh...
1: But yeah, this one kind of broadly I, themes the end times too. Yeah. So, I mean, that big last game could be anything aside yeah. from just chaos versus everybody.
0: So, I, I think uh, I think that's mm. kind of the the way I want to go with it. Play
1: a triumph and treachery mega battle could
0: be like factions. <laughs> That'd be but crazy. Instead of, but instead of it, could be a giant triumph and treachery mega battle. Yeah. But it would be like factions. Yep. Orientated. So, like, okay, it is now time for faction X to go. Uh huh.
1: That'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> I think that'd be a fun game.
0: My concern there was it'd be take forever. Yeah,
1: it'll take like all day.
0: So, uh, beyond that, uh, I don't know if I've got any other ideas towards a campaign. We've been talking about this for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I,
1: don't... I think that flushes out all the ideas. has my interests, I guess, the f- finalization and what actually plays out is the next interesting bit i guess
0: so i I think the the thing i would throw for our listeners is that i'd like your feedback because as i'm drafting this if you've got ideas towards a campaign that would that would run like this i would love to hear your ideas i think brian would too right yeah for sure so why don't you if you know if you're you know You've got some ideas. You're kind of listening to this, and you some ideas you want to throw at us for how to maybe make this campaign work or be more, more dynamic and more interesting without overcomplicating. The one thing I want to do is get away from like ch- ch- drastically changing the game rules that people are playing the game yes. with. But maybe you have an idea on like how we can include scenario play, more scenario play into this, or or something like that. You know, shoot it in. Let us let us know. Uh, you can send that into, into hosts at, at whiskerdice.com we'll be happy to hear it and we'll respond to your feedback and let you know what we think and and uh we may even bring up your feedback on a future show um as we uh, get into more and more of the campaign writing because so i'm gonna be pretty fast and furious into the campaign writing here uh over the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. so want, like i said i real i don't know that it'll be in place when we hit two thousand points but yeah i, I mean, mean it'll, I even think if it happens right after like the escalation kinda, i think yeah. that'd be
1: good timing just keep the momentum rolling the momentum off the momentum escalation.
0: Going. Yep, exactly. So, um, and, and give a reason for people. The other thing I wanted to do with this campaign, too, is to give a reason for people to want to come out to the store again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ninth edition rumors. Yeah, Folks know that there are tons of rumors out there on the internet. It's Lots of nine. doom and
1: gloom, unfortunately.
0: Some of it not, <laughs> some of it I've seen some stuff like I was a big doomsayer. I'll be I mean I was down on the game. Doomsayer of what 9th edition was going to be. I've seen some rumors lately that have me much more positive and much more excited. And that part of that is contributing to my excitement about playing and doing stuff with the game sure. and doing working on models again for fantasy. A big part of that too is I'm really psyched to just you know, get some more players back out to the game mm-hmm. and store. And if they're feeling kind of meh about the game right now because of the ninth-ed Rumors, well, maybe this will give them a reason to get back out to the store. Let's play with my models. Let's play the game again because this is going to be fun and I want to take part of this. Mm-hmm. So I want to get it off the ground and make sure, make sure that people are able to play and participate quickly here. Then we'll run it for a couple months, two, three months, and uh, see how it goes. Excellent. All right. So... Uh, we'll go ahead and, and kind of wrap this thing up then, I think, at this point. Um, it's been, been great, like usual, talking to you mm-hmm. folks. We
1: uh, got to go fight a battle.
0: Yeah, no, I think <laughs> Brian and I are going to go duke it out with some bolt action. It's going to be fun. And we'll talk to you guys again in a couple of weeks, I think. Yep. All right, so if you want to make sure you leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher Smart or uh, anywhere you can find us to download the podcast, that lets you leave a review. That's great; we'd appreciate it. You can always follow us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, or uh, Google Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think I, I feel like um, we are probably most active on uh, Twitter. Or at least I'm most active on Twitter and uh, uh, Google Plus. Actually, these days, um, sure. Facebook's probably the the lowest of my activity spots. Um, although I've been putting up a lot of pictures of my bolt action, paint, bolt action paint. Well, it's what I've been painting. So yep. what I as I've been getting done. And then uh, on Facebook. And then uh, you can always follow us uh, and, and let us know uh, any of your thoughts or comments about the show or any episode at hosts at wiscodice.com mm-hmm. That's hosts at wiscodice.com And make sure you check out our w- our website at wiscodice.com Thanks for listening, folks. Peace out. <laughs> bye bye